Hi everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Level Play Podcast, your source for all things related to athlete brand management. My name is Dave Kalen, and I will be your host for today's festivities. So I'm recording this episode in mid-February. Not sure when it's going to actually air, but at least I'm recording it now. And at first I thought that February was kind of a dead zone. But now that I think about it, it's actually quite an interesting month in the world of sports. Now, setting aside the Winter Olympics that happens every four years, not this year, but uh, we started the month off with the Super Bowl. And the big story there is, of course, Tom Brady, who just collected his seventh Super Bowl title out of ten tries, which is just an amazing feat. But there's also the Australian Open Tennis Tournament, which you know extended into February this year. And Serena Williams, who at age 39 is making a push into the tournament against challengers half her age. And then we still have the regular NBA season and LeBron James, who is also taking on challengers half his age. And as of this recording, uh, he just pushed past 35,000 points um, and he's well on his way to becoming the all-time scoring leader. And I was thinking about these three athletes And they are arguably, or definitely, the greatest of all time in their respective sports. But then I noticed that while Serena and LeBron have extended themselves and have become a great personal brand that transcends their sport, there's kind of Tom Brady outside of maybe some clothing deals and some vitamin supplements, I think, hasn't really done much with his brand, comparatively. So today, I want to explore some of the reasons why that is, and discuss the difference between the greatest of all time and the greatest of all brands. Now, a couple of disclaimers here. Uh, We're talking about athletes and athlete brands. We're not comparing LeBron James to Coca-Cola, and we're not talking about people like Elon Musk or Bill Gates, you know, corporate people who also have personal brands that go beyond the companies that they founded. And, you know, I realize that this is all subjective, both in the greatest of all time, by the way, Greatest of all time, G-O-A-T. I'll be using that, and that abbreviates to GOAT. And the greatest of all brands, which I guess G-O-A-B is GOB. This is all discussed on sports talk radio shows almost every day. So without going into details too much, we're just going to be talking about people who are, I guess, at least in the running or in the discussion of being the goat. Okay, continuing with our loosely followed rules, 
in this episode, you have to be a goat to be a gobe. Now, there are a lot of goats that haven't really become gobes. I mean, we were just talking about Tom Brady earlier. In fact, they're probably a lot more the other way around. You know, great brands for people that weren't necessarily great athletes. Well, at least the greatest athletes. You know, and I think about it. This is going to be the topic of a series of future episodes. But for today, let's focus on people who were truly, or at least arguably, the greatest athletes. You know, and finally, I mentioned this in our first episode, our loose de facto definition of a personal brand is your brand is how you present yourself to the rest of the world. So in this case, that could be anything from just as a pitch man for products or promoting your new movie, uh, or could be a cause like a social justice program or doing charity or using your status as a GOAT athlete as a platform for anything beyond your sport. Okay, enough disclaimers. Let's actually start talking about GOATs and GOBs. Just grab a handful of goats and <laughs> and talk about their brands. And no better place to start than right at the top. And that, of course, would be Michael Jordan. He is still really popular almost 20 years after his retirement, uh, or actually his third retirement. He's still known as just MJ, or even just Mike. You know, be like Mike. You know, the best athlete brands are those where you just know them by their first name. So that's a testament to his staying power. Now, besides being the GOAT, he's also one of the most marketed sports figures in history. He's been a spokesman for Nike, for Coca-Cola, Chevrolet, Gatorade, McDonald's, Wheaties, Hanes, Ballpark Franks, Rayovac Batteries, MCI Long Distance if you remember that, um, you know, his, his, his signature shoe, you know, the Air Jordans, they were released in his rookie year of 1984, and they're still popular, and they're still collector's items today. It generates billions of dollars in sales for Nike. Uh, he owns a bunch of car dealerships with his name. He owns restaurants. He owns golf courses. He's even an investor in DraftKings. You know, speaking of investments... Uh, after he retired, after he really retired, he bought a minority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. Then he bought a majority stake in them, becoming one of, uh, among the first African-American owners of an NBA team. Uh, now he's an owner of a NASCAR team. Uh, of course, uh, it's the number 23 car. Uh, it's uh, the one with Bubba Wallace as the driver. Oh, yeah. And he was also a movie star. Uh, with Space Jam in the 90s. That made over $200 million at the box office, so uh, not too shabby there. And he's one of the top five richest African Americans in the world, and he's one of the top five richest ex-athletes in the world. So 
Michael Jordan has definitely parlayed his status as the GOAT or as a GOAT athlete and turned it into a uh, personal brand, a GOBE. So while we're still in basketball, let's talk about LeBron James. Now, he's still actively playing, so he's not officially a GOAT just yet, but, but come on, when, when all's said and done, he'll be in the conversation. But unlike Jordan, he is still playing, so his brand is still developing. But it's interesting to note how his is so much different from MJ. Now, of course, he has also moved beyond basketball with revenue streams from endorsements and commercials and books and documentaries. And he's also become an owner as well. He owns uh, Liverpool FC in the English Premier League. And he's also a a minority owner of the uh, Boston Red Sox. Um, But, of course, the media landscape is different today. I mean, most digital and social media didn't even exist when Jordan was around. So LeBron has a bigger presence in social media. He has 81 million followers. Um, Oh, I forgot. (laughs) Like Jordan, he's also starring in a Space Jam movie, too. (laughs) But LeBron has used his platform as a goat or future goat. Uh, He's used his platform for activism in social justice causes. Now, he's very big on kids staying in school. He has uh, many programs, which he is self-funded in his home state of Idaho. Not Idaho, Ohio. But he has also taken stances on controversial issues. I mean, on several occasions, he's mentioned a feeling of, of obligation to affect change using his status, uh, especially on matters of uh, inequality and issues affecting the African-American community in the U.S. He was a major critic of the Trayvon Martin case, uh, the Michael Brown verdict, the deaths of Eric Garner, the white supremacist rallies in Charlottesville, um, and then following the deaths of uh, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, he was instrumental in the NBA player boycott last season and getting activist statements onto player jerseys and even even the NBA court itself. So he and Jordan are still very much goats, but it's interesting how each athlete is using their brands differently. Now, there's going to be endless arguments in the future about their status as goats, but also as gobes as well. Sticking with goats who have both a social media and social justice presence, let's move on to Serena Williams. Now her credentials as goat are not to be questioned. Uh, She's constant number one in the world. She's won all four major championships in both singles and in doubles. She has an Olympic gold medal and she has all the same endorsement deals as LeBron and MJ. And she also owns sports teams, too. She's part owner of the Miami Dolphins and the new women's soccer team in L.A. And Serena also uses her status as a GOAT to bring awareness to social issues. And she has a big platform. She already had millions of followers even before she married the guy who started Reddit. (laughs) Anyways, she uses her platform to address the issues not only of inequality in women's tennis compared to the men, but also issues surrounding racism. She was an early supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement and, well, and just overall issues of 
being a black woman in a notably white sport. She's also shown support of LGBTQ athletes and the community in general. And she has also extended her brand to support a number of charity causes with her sister Venus. Basically, she has single-handedly used her brand to change the perception of women's tennis both on and off the court and has definitely inspired a whole new generation of players to follow in her footsteps. So in that aspect, she is definitely a gobe in addition to being a goat. I'm going to stop here today, but this topic definitely is not over. There are still a lot of goats and gobes to discuss here. Uh, this is definitely part one of a series on how the greatest athletes of all time use their brands. There are a number of other great athletes in other sports, Tiger Woods, Muhammad Ali, Wayne Gretzky, and there are a bunch of international goats who have a great presence outside of the U.S. Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lewis Hamilton, probably some rugby and cricket players that I don't know about. But I'll do some research and get back to you in a future episode. But rest assured, we will pick up this issue again. So that's it for this week's episode of the Level Play Podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, please subscribe and you'll be informed of future episodes. Also, if you like the podcast, then feel free to leave some stuff in the comments. Of course, don't be a troll. But uh, if you want to discuss anything that I've been talking about or have an idea for future episodes, then I'd love to hear from you. Okay, well, that's it for now. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Level Play Podcast, where we will discuss athlete brand management in more detail. For the Level Play Podcast, I'm Dave Kalin. Have a good one.